Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 says, Therefore, as you have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him, who is the head of all rule and authority. In him also you were circumcised with a circumcision made without hands, by putting off the body of the flesh, by the circumcision of Christ, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. And you, who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses, by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Lord, we thank you for your word. We, we thank you that we can set aside this day and remember together and experience the resurrection power and life that you have for those that put their trust in you today. We thank you, Lord, that the resurrection is not a fairy tale or a Disney story. It's a reality. We thank you so much for the reality of the historicity of the gospel. Eyewitness account. The history of Jesus Christ being raised from the dead. So that we might be raised and walk in newness of life. Lord, we pray that as we leave this place, that we would be changed by the word of God. And we pray that each heart would allow the word of God to speak to them by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we lay up, we lay up and we lay open our hearts to you today. Reveal your word, the light of the gospel in our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. There was a pastor that was walking along the road with his three-year-old son, and his three-year-old son was in his Hot Wheels. And uh, just out of the blue, the son said, Dad, Jesus Christ died on the cross. And for any pastor, that's three-year-old. For any parent, that would be an awesome thing, wouldn't it? So the, the pastor, the story goes, kind of got a little you know, arrogant. He's teaching his three-year-old kid beautiful theology, beautiful doctrines of, of God's word. And uh, he said to the three-year-old and said, okay, buddy, so what, what comes next? And the three-year-old kept riding his hot wheels and thinking and thinking and thinking. And he shouted out with glee and happiness, a big bunny gives us chocolate. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, when I was thinking about that story, we, we love the, the death of Jesus Christ. You know, we... we we're empathetic. We sympathize with him. He gave his life for us. How many of us really truly understand the resurrection? For a lot of us, we kind of tend to say stuff like that. We really might not have experienced the resurrection in its fullness in this time and in this era, in this day. Because, you know, salvation is not a, a ticket to heaven. Right? You get your ticket, and then you plod on through, and, and if you make it, 
to the pearly gates, you hand in your ticket, and then all of a sudden it's just like, ah, I made it in, right? See, what's wonderful about the resurrection power and life of the Lord Jesus Christ is that eternity doesn't start when you kick the bucket, when you throw in the towel, when your heart stops. See, eternal life begins when you accept Jesus Christ, who is life. And the Bible says that the Holy Spirit indwells us, the same spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. If you are in Christ today, he dwells within you. Wow. What a beautiful, beautiful revelation. Amen. We love the death of Jesus Christ because the Bible tells us that he was given over for our trespasses. He was bruised and he was beaten for our transgressions. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. He took what we deserved. He paid our debt on the cross. We are forgiven. Then the Bible says that, but... Jesus Christ was raised for our justification. Amen. See, Jesus paid your penalty. He paid the debt of your sin. The Bible says that he who knew no sin became sin for us. The condemnation, shame and guilt of your life, of your hurts, of your sorrows that you're even expressing today was laid on Jesus Christ on that day. He who knew no sin became sin for you that now you might be the righteousness of God. So when God looks at you, he doesn't see your stupidity. Amen? He doesn't see your jerkiness. He doesn't see your your, your bad personality and your, 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 your ways and the stuff that you do. And when you lay down on the pillow at night, you're like, man, I'm really a jerk. You know, he doesn't see that. What he sees is this wonderful shed blood of Jesus Christ that has covered you. You are covered because of what Christ has done on the cross. Resurrection now happens so that you might experience that life and experience what Christ has done in your life, in time and space, right now. Isn't that something? There's going to be a lot of people that are surprised if they make it into heaven because they're just not used to experiencing the resurrection life. Resurrection power of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, I can't wait until the pearly gates. I need his power now. I need hope now. I need healing now. I need deliverance now. And this is what Jesus Christ promised. That if you are in Christ, the old is past and the new has come. You are a new person. Amen. Being conformed to the image of Jesus Christ through the resurrection power of God. See, Paul said, I want to know him in the fellowship of his suffering and in the power of his resurrection. Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Today, there's enough evil and there's enough trouble for you. You don't have to think about tomorrow. But what Jesus did say is that I will never leave you and I will never forsake you. I will be with you till the end of the age. Amen. See, all these problems and what Paul says, light momentary troubles and things that occur to us, which we see as mountains of defeat, mountains of failure and mountains of tribulation. God sees it as opportunities to lift you up into his presence. Amen. We're all going through stuff today. Circumstances, situations. 
that bring pain and struggle and strife into our lives. God is engineering everything, amen, so that you can experience right in the midst of it this resurrection power and life. Jesus said, my peace I give to you. The peace of Jesus is yours, amen? I can't dwell on my own peace because I fall to pieces. One of my favorite sayings is when we leave church, be at peace and not in pieces, amen? Because we have a tendency when we rely on our own personality and our own charm and our own goodwill and everything that we muster up, we fall and we fail. We need the peace of Christ today. The peace that mounts guard over your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. The peace of God that mounts guard over your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. The Bible says, as you have received him, now, does anybody have a $20 bill in your pocket? No. <laughs> Liars, all of you. Does anybody have a 10? Does anyone have a 100? I need a $20 bill. David Hahn. All right, I'll take that one too. Praise God. Amen. Amen. See, what I did is I just received $40. Chances are they won't ever see these 20s again. <laughs> I just received this. You know what I had to do? I had to draw near to them, didn't I? I walked up to them. And they put it out, and I grabbed it. Amen? That's how you receive Christ. You to reach out and grab him because he's got his hands lifted out to you. And say, receive. Then the Bible says that as you have received in him, walk in him. So, I'm in Christ. I've received the $40 worth of salvation. Amen? But now i got to get some more. Open your pocket up again, Pete. Give me something else. Amen? <laughs> what do you got in there? Give me it all. Okay, Dave, Hahn, where are you? Come on, fork it over, man. I need it. All right, praise God. This is the killing. I should do this. I should do this every Sunday. Amen. Everything that we are today and everything that we will be is because of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. When you read the gospel stories, the disciples were losers. If you read it several times, Jesus was in the room. And one version says that they disbelieved with joy. They were excited. They were moved. But they were like, nah, this can't be real. And the Bible says that to really bring it across, Jesus said, give me some fish. Give me some fish. And Jesus ate with them. And I think this is why Christians eat a lot. Because Jesus is revealed in a special way. New and fresh way. Isn't it true? See, we're gathered around the table. See, they knew that they ate with Jesus a lot. For three years, they traveled with him. Mary had the same thing. Mary didn't, didn't realize that he was there, didn't realize who he was. That she thought he was the gardener until, and here it is, friends, until Jesus said, Mary. Amen? 
Man, isn't it awesome when the Lord Jesus Christ says your name? Do you remember when he said your name? Do you remember when he called you? Remember, remember when the voices and opinions and arguments of the world were just so loud and crashing down on upon, upon you? And then all of a sudden, in the background, a still small voice of the Lord Jesus Christ calling you. And he said to me one day, Danny, Danny. And I reached out and I received him. Many, many of you need to reach out today and receive him. Just take him in. He does the work. Amen? Two-thirds of believers don't believe in a physical resurrection of the body. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, if we don't believe in a physical resurrection of the body, we are to be pitied. Amen? One day, this decaying, corrupt body will take on a new form promised in the word of God. The Bible says, when, as we shall see him, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. See, the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 15 that he was the first fruits of the resurrection, the first fruits of those being risen from the dead. What was the first fruits in the agricultural day and age, right? They would take the first fruits of the crops and bring them to the temple and it would give an offering. In essence, this is what the Lord has done for us. The first fruits of, his, of, of the Son of God brought and sacrificed there as an offering. The first fruits speaks of the nature and character of the crop that will be harvested. Amen? When we, when we look to the, to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, it was full. It was powerful. It was bodily. It was in power. Amen? One day, I don't know how he's going to do it. The consummation of the age, God's going to wrap everything up. Bring us all together. In the new heavens and the new earth, we will walk with him. We will rule with him. We will reign with him. We will live with him. The Bible says, many think it's during the millennium, the lion... Or the wolf will lay down with the lion, with the lamb, and all the animals will get together. Many think the animals will be, will be uh, vegetarians. And I pray, oh God, please, let us eat meat during the, <laughs> during the new earth and the new heaven for all eternity. Can you imagine all eternity being a vegetarian? Come on, Lord, please, help us. Guys, I want, you to, I want you to put your eye towards the cross. I want you to put your eye past the cross into the very glory of heaven where we are seated with Christ in spiritual places, under his authority, under his dominion, under his rule, under his reign right now. Amen? Nothing can come against you in which the Lord doesn't know about. Nothing surprises him. Illness, financial disaster, broken relationships, nothing surprises him. He'll see you through, amen? Because he lives within you and he lives inside of you. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead now dwells in you. How does that move you today?
Let the mountains of your life that kept you from seeing Christ, blocked your vision and blocked your way, let them become molehills, amen, as Christ lifts you up into his resurrection power in life. Sin has been paid for. The judgment has been put on Christ. And now he's asking you to live under the authority and dominion of the resurrection power and life of Jesus Christ on a daily basis as you receive him. Amen? As you receive him. Chuck Colson was one of the Watergate guys. He went to jail for just under a year. And he tells the story about how 12 dudes were embroiled in the Watergate scandal and they went to jail. And as he's talking about the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, he said that these guys couldn't even keep a lie, a secret for three weeks. How, did, how in the world can the disciples keep this going if it was a lie? See, in the 1990s, there was this thing called the Jesus Seminar. A lot of uh, academia elitists kind of studied the word of God. And, and uh, there was one dude, Marcus Borg, he said, you know, when I was a kid, I used to believe in the resurrection, bodily resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. But when I got older, it's irrelevant. It doesn't really matter if he raised from the dead. Everybody say on the count of three, wrong. One, two, three. Wrong. One more time. One, two, three. Wrong. And it's funny that out of that group, they came up with all kinds of stuff to kind of say that the Lord Jesus Christ really didn't die. There was one philosophy or idea that said that Jesus Christ swooned. He swooned. After he got beaten with a cat and nine tails where that whip is filled with stone and rock and everything and that is laid on your back and it's ripped and the flesh is ripped from your, your body. The Bible says in the Gospels that the Lord Jesus Christ was mocked. They made a thorn of crowns, a crown of thorns, and they laid it on his head. Big, big crowns and they hit him and they kept hitting him with reeds, mocking him. King of the Jews, king of the Jews, king of the Jews, spitting on him, pulling his beard out, mocking him. And because of all that, went to the cross, couldn't carry the cross. Simon had to carry it for him. Nails into his hands and into his feet. Naked, mocked by the Pharisees, mocked by the people. You say that you would... Rise again. Why don't you save yourself now? And they mocked him and they spit upon him naked on the cross. They jammed a spear up into under his rib cage, into his lungs, and water and blood fell out. But yet, on the third day after resting for a bit, he rolled the heavy stone away and took a walk to Emmaus, seven miles away, met with two guys. And this is, the, this is the idea that Jesus swooned and he just came back to never really died. He just had to get a little rest and then kind of took off on a seven-mile seven walk. 
That sounds more ridiculous than our belief in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, doesn't it? Here's another one. The disciples were so grieved that he died that they were in denial. And for 40 years, they denied the fact that Jesus did not raise from the dead. James was thrown off the temple mount. And when he landed, he almost broke every bone in his body. They came down to him and saw that he was alive. And they took a stick and jammed it into, into his face and into his head. That's how James, the brother of Jesus, died. For a lie? I don't think so. Peter thought that his life was unworthy, that he would be crucified like his Lord. So he was crucified upside down. Because of a lie? No. They experienced the promise of the Father. That once Jesus died, buried, risen again, ascended into heaven, glorified, that the Holy Spirit would come down. Amen? And the glory of the Lord will fill the earth, fill our hearts. The power of the Holy Spirit that ministers to us today. It was Peter, the denier, the one who cursed out a little girl saying that he did not know Jesus. It was Peter on the day of Pentecost, filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, gave this awesome message. 3,000 came to know Christ, came to know the resurrection power and life of the Lord Jesus Christ, because God never gives up on anybody. Amen? Amen. So God has a plan for your life. And that plan is that you would receive him and that you would walk in him. As Jesus said to the disciples, he says to us, go and make disciples. Spread my love. Live in my power. Preach the gospel. Be ministers of reconciliation. Bring justice and equity to this world because it's lost. Bring love and affection to people's hearts that are broken and bound. See, the resurrection life of Christ is not just for you. It's for this whole world to experience through your life, your experiences, your circumstances, and your relationships. So we receive Christ. There's no need to say goodbye, amen? We say hello. We say hello. Hello. Hello, Jesus. Today, if you've just been dealing with the death of Christ, move on to the third day when Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. He wants to allow you to say goodbye to some things in your life that are destroying you. And he wants to set you free. There's nothing like walking in the newness of the power of God for your life right now. Eternal life is not a place. It's a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for this day. We love you. See, this is a fun day because we get to bring plants in and we get to fix the place up. But for the believer in Jesus Christ, it's every moment of every day. We relish in the resurrection power of Jesus Christ that he has won us and he's bought us and he's set us free. One day without doubt, we will see him face to face.
Lord God, I thank you that you said, Jesus, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever lives and believes in me shall never, ever, ever die. Thank you, Lord. And may we leave this place today understanding that there's broken people, there's hurt people that need to see in us the resurrection life of Christ. So we pray, O oh God, that you'd stir us. Just like John the Baptist said, I must decrease, you must increase. Like Paul, I want to know you, Lord. Even in the fellowship of everything that I think is wrong and bad, I pray, O oh God, that I might see you in new and fresh ways. So, God, we're so grateful that you have risen from the dead. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.